Hey, Graphic Audio fans. This is Dwayne Beeman, and welcome to Dwayne's Picks. My pick this week is our latest production to feature William W. Johnstone's Jensen family, entitled The Jensen Brand. This latest Jensen production has all the characters that you know and love from the various Jensen titles we produce here at Graphic Audio. And if you're a fan, then you know that raising cattle in the Old West can be a dangerous proposition, especially on the Sugarloaf Ranch, the home of the famed gunfighter Smoke Jensen and his wife Sally. This becomes apparent when a group of thieves get into a shootout with Smoke and injures him. With Smoke trying to recover from his injuries, Sally puts out an APB to the rest of the Jensen clan, but the cow thieves are ready to come back, this time dragging more guys with them. Fortunately, some of the members of the Jensen clan have arrived as a last line of defense, but it's not the members you think it would be. No. This last line of defense comes in the form of Smoke and Sally's children, Denise and Lewis. And the real surprise is that it's Denny who is really holding it down on the ranch. She is a chip off of the old block of her old man when it comes to riding a horse and shooting a gun. Now, she's gonna have to prove it when these thieves show up. Will she be able to do it? You're gonna have to get the book to find out. Thus begins a new chapter in the Jensen saga and a new chapter for us here at Graphic Audio as we bring with this title the directorial debut of director Bradley Foster Smith. Most of our audience know him as an actor from many productions we have done over the years. And now Brad brings his talents to the directing side here at Graphic Audio. Brad gets a great assist from sound designer David Zitney and the Graphic Audio bullpen of actors led by Amanda Forstrom, Joe Mallon, Chris Stinson, James Lewis, Elizabeth Jernigan, Tim Carlin, Tim Getman, Drew Copas, Thomas Penny, Scott Graham, and Jonathan Fourier, among others. The Jensen titles that we do here at Graphic Audio are always exciting and fun, and this latest production is no exception. So do yourself a favor and go grab the Jensen brand today. Let's listen to a clip of Graphic Audio's production of William W. and J.A. Johnstone's The Jensen Brand. The Brown Dirt Cowboy was open for business, but there wouldn't be much until later in the day. At the moment, there were only two customers, and one of them was passed out face down at one of the tables, snoring blissfully with his cheek in a little puddle of spilled beer. The other customer was Haystack Gunderson, who stood at the bar talking to the buxom soiled dove called Cindy. No, damn it, I don't want to go upstairs, Haystack. It's too early. Hell, I've only had one cup of coffee. I'm barely awake. I should still be asleep at this unholy hour. I'm only down here because Claude likes to have at least one girl around all the time. But that's why you're here. To work, yeah? No. I'm here so any fellas who come in looking for a little hair of the dog will have something pretty to look at. Now you go on and get out of here. Claude said you and your brother weren't allowed in here for a week after all the hell you raised yesterday, and if he wasn't asleep, you never would have made it through the door. Get! I will not. Not until I have spent time with the girl I love. Ingborg. Then I saw you been gone. I know where you sneaked off to. You been go behind my back with Cindy, yeah? Mm. Cindy is my girl. 
That's not what she told me last time I was with her. Not again! Haystack lowered his head and charged like a mad bull. The big brothers crashed together with such force the floor practically shook. Haystack had built up enough steam to drive Arno backward through the back wings. As they grappled, they stumbled across the boardwalk and then fell into the street. They rolled over a couple of times and then they surged to their feet again. Dust-covered giants wailed away at each other with their ham-like fists. Caught up in the heat of battle, the two men paid no attention to their surroundings. Arno sent a straight right to his brother's jaw. It landed with such power, Haystack was thrown back against a team of four horses that were hitched to a wagon parked at the edge of the street. The collision spooked the animals. One of the leaders lunged against its harness. The other horses followed suit. As the wagon jerked forward, its front corner flipped Haystack and spun him off his feet. He barely avoided being run over by the wheels as the team stampeded down the street toward the train station. Directly in their path, a woman was crossing the street with two small children, a boy and a girl, each youngster with a hand in one of the woman's hands. She broke into a run, tugging the children with her. One hand slipped, though, leaving the little girl crying and frozen in the path of the stampeding horses and the bouncing, rattling wagon. Denny looked toward the center of the street, and she saw the little girl standing there while the child's mother hesitated, unsure what to do. Denny didn't wait. Instinct took over. The high-button shoes she wore under a traveling outfit weren't really made for running, but that didn't stop her from lifting her skirt and dashing out into the street. She thought she could grab the little girl and get her out of the way of the runaway team. But she was only halfway there when somebody tackled her. Denny went down hard in the dirt. The impact knocked the breath out of her and left her stunned. All she could do was lift her head and watch as the man who had knocked her down scrambled back to his feet and practically flung himself toward the child. He reached out, plucked the girl from the ground, and pulled her against him as he hit on his shoulder and rolled. The slashing iron-shod hooves missed him by inches, and the team was still stampede. Although breathless, Denny forced herself to her feet and took a couple of quick steps as the wagon rocketed past her. She leaped and caught hold of the tailgate. Denny thought she heard someone shouting at her, but she couldn't worry about that right now. She concentrated on pulling herself up, and she finally managed to hook a foot over the tailgate. That allowed her to lever herself up and over into the wagon bed. She climbed over the back of the seat, grabbed the reins where they had looped around part of the wagon's frame, and hauled back on the lines as she braced her feet against the floorboards. The team slowed. What would they have thought back in England if they could see her now? That made a tight smile curve her lips as she sawed on the reins and the spook team finally came to a halt. Denny. Denny turned on the seat and looked back along the street. Her mother, father, and brother were hurrying toward her. 
farther up the street, Sheriff Carson was haranguing the two big, sheepish-looking men who had stampeded the wagon team. A few yards from them, a man in a buckskin shirt handed the sobbing little girl to her equally distraught mother while the little boy clung to the woman's skirts. Oh, Denise Nicole! What in the world were you thinking? That someone had to get that little girl out of the way of those horses before they trampled her, of course. Your father could Denny have... reacted faster than I did. In fact, that was pretty fast for anybody. Denny jumped down from the wagon. Yes, and I would have gotten there in time if somebody hadn't interfered with me. She stalked past her parents and headed for the man who had tackled her. Denise! You better let her go, Mother. She's got blood in her eye, and when she looks like that, there's no stopping her. The man who'd knocked Denny down had just bent over and picked up his hat from the street. As he started to swat it against his leg to try to get some of the dust off it, Denny grabbed his shoulder and jerked him around. Hey! What the hell did you think you were doing? Now Bryce's first instinct when he was grabbed like that was to reach for his gun. But he controlled the impulse and was glad he did when he saw who was confronting him. He really didn't want to throw down on anybody as pretty as this young woman. Her hat had fallen off and her hair had come loose, and her neat traveling outfit was now rumpled and covered with dust from the street. But her bluish-green eyes flashed with angry fire as her intriguingly curved bosom rose and fell quickly. You were about to get yourself killed, miss. I figured I'd better stop you. I was trying to save that little girl. I figured I could do both of those things, and I did. You were that sure of yourself, even though a child's life was at stake? I reckon. Then you're an idiot. I was closer. I was faster. Fast enough to stop this. Her right hand suddenly streaked toward his face as she tried to slap him. Bryce's left hand shot up and caught her wrist, stopping the blow a couple of inches short of his cheek. Evidently. Let go of me! You promise not to try to slap me again? Denny glared at him for a second. I promise. Good. Now... Her knee shot up and slammed into his groin. Pain exploded through his body and doubled him over. I didn't promise not to do that, though. (sighs) Bryce stumbled over to a nearby hitch rail and leaned on it, grateful as hell that it was there. Otherwise, he'd have just crumpled up there in the street. He managed to lift his head and watched her walk away, stiffed back with fury. Damn. If that's Smoke Jensen's little girl, I sure don't want to mess with any other members of the Jensen family. If you enjoyed the clip of the Jensen brand, you can purchase this title right here on our website, www.graphicaudio.net. The book is available in audio CD format and in all of our download formats, MP3, M4B, and FLAC. Plus, you can listen to your downloads anytime, anywhere with our free Graphic Audio Access app, available for Apple and Android devices. Be back soon as I'll have another pick for you. Until then, Peace.